Welcome back to the Charlie Jacobs Podcast. It is 2.17 p.m. on Monday, March 13th as I'm recording this, and I'm just going to talk about some of the stuff going on with NFL free agency and some of the rumors, like with obviously Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, some of the two-day negotiation periods that are happening right now, some of those signings that could still fall through, like you look back to last year with Zedarius Smith, and also talk about the franchise tag, and I'm obviously going to talk about my Giants, Daniel Jones' contract, because that was big. And starting with that, actually, um, I really do like the Daniel Jones contract because, I mean, first of all, Dable is, I think Dable's a great coach. And I know it's some, I know with Dable and Buffalo, he kind of helped develop Josh Allen. And I'm not saying Daniel Jones is the same player, but I am saying that Dable being there to help out with with Jones' development and also having Kafka still here. It's really huge for him to take a big step. And also, it's not really that much of a cap hit the first year. And we get to keep Saquon around. Now the Giants, we have to find a way to re-sign Dexter. I'm hoping we can sign a safety, maybe like CJ Gardner-Johnson. I don't know what he wants. or And also maybe get a line. Like, definitely need a linebacker. And if not, do that. Um, kind of address that in the draft. But like an Eric Kendricks or even like a Bobby O'Karake. TJ Edwards is off the board now. Because he just got signed. So... First, I'm going to start talking about, I'm just going to kind of go through each team, see what they've done. Like, like for example, like with the Bills, they re-signed Matt Milano, but Tremaine Edmonds may walk in free agency, which, yes, Matt Milano is, he is a veteran, he is a very good player, but Edmonds is still young, he's still developing, and he had a pretty pretty good season last year, so if I'm the Bills, I'd want to keep him, but then a team like the Giants should jump in on that, try to sign Edmonds. Edmonds is another guy like that. And they also just picked up Connor McGovern on a three-year deal if that goes through. Uh, the Dolphins with Jalen Ramsey, they fleeced the Rams. The Rams got basically like like a slice of bread and gave up Jalen Ramsey. Uh, yeah, I know you could say, oh, it's a third-round pick, but if Ramsey can still play at an elite level, the secondary for the Dolphins could be unstoppable and... Also, speaking about the Dolphins, they just signed Mike White as a backup because who really knows what's going on with Tua, the concussion, and all the head stuff because three concussions in one season is a lot. And Mike White, he showed last year that he could play and he could help win some games. And then you also have that always looming thing of Tom Brady. If the Dolphins are like 6-3 and three or 7-2 and two and Tua goes down and or, or Tua goes down earlier and Mike White goes down, and the Dolphins call up Brady, he'll be like, yeah, I'm actually let me come play for a team that's doing well, that has weapons, that has a solid offensive line, and let's go win this. That could be that could be a possibility. It's unlikely, but who knows, because Brady already, Brady, he retired once and came back a month after that, so let's see. Patriots re-signing jo- Jonathan Jones. I think that's a good deal. He was someone they, he was someone I think there were rumors around the franchise tagging, but they didn't. And also just bringing back Rayquan McMillan on a low deal for one year. He's a solid linebacker who could fill in. Good kind of role player. Depends on the personnel. And then the Jets, they traded for Chuck Clark. Everyone, I I mean, I thought it was the Rodgers trade when I saw it at first. But then with the Jets, uh, they also re-signed Quincy Williams, which is, I think that's a solid deal for them. He's still young, still developing, and they still they still obviously need to talk to Quentin Williams to get that extension done. But getting Chuck, Chuck Clark from, the, from Baltimore for just a seventh-round pick, Chuck Clark can kind of do it all that. He's not he's not an elite player, but he's a solid player that contributes to the team. And then now it's a Lamar. The whole situation with Lamar is very, very strange. Uh I don't remember the last time there was a non exclusive franchise tag. It's like it's like if as in basketball when you have the restricted free agent where 
if they it's kind of like with the qualifying offer, but then not, and then with the teams matching it. But right now, it's it's weird that so many teams have dropped out of talk with saying talking to Lamar. I think part of that could be that they're getting the first round picks, and now like teams like the Raiders who apparently are signing Jimmy Garoppolo. We'll see if that falls through, which it might because Jimmy Garoppolo could end up being started for the Niners at the start of next year. Who knows at this point? But then going back to Lamar, I mean, I think that a team that the teams that should go after him are teams with two first round picks in this draft. That would be the Seahawks, but they just re-signed Gino and the Lions. I think Lamar, if he, if he leaves the Ravens, which I think is a very high possibility, I think he'll be a Lion because the Lions, they would give up their own first round pick from this year and from next year. They'd get Lamar, and they'd still keep the sixth overall pick this year, and they'd still get one of those top-end talents in the draft. And then now you have Jamison Williams going into – it's kind of his rookie year. Amadrasse Brown, they'll have DJ Shark if they bring him back, which or I think he might actually be staying there. And that receiving core, if you have Lamar there, and also I know there's been rumors with Jamal Williams, but if still DeAndre Swift, if he stays healthy, he's a good running back. And now if that team – and also Dan Campbell has proven that he can win some games. And also he just, last year, he ruined the Packers' playoff chances in the last week, even when it meant nothing for the Lions. So I think if Lamar's there, and I'm not saying Goff is bad. Goff, was, Goff had a very good season last year. He was, in, he was in the upper half of quarterbacks last season. But Lamar is a step above Goff if he could stay healthy. Now, uh, nothing really else in the AFC North. AFC South couple things like Robert Woods, then you have the Colts situation, which is kind of weird. They're like going to draft someone, whatever. The Jags, who franchise tagged Devin Ingram, they were, I think they're looking to bring him back on a, a multi-year deal, but that still has a game. And then Robertson Harrison. Robertson Harris coming back is a good signing for them. He played, he played some big moments in the playoffs last year. And yeah, they lost to the Chiefs, but the Jags could be a tough team going forward, especially with Calvin Ridley now joining their team in the receiving core. Um, onto the AFC West, the Broncos signed, they signed a backup quarterback, Jared Stidham, and he did have one good game last year, but, I mean, that that's kind of if Russ just completely does not do well. And they also, the big, they also signed a four-year deal for Ben Powers, big $52 million deal, a four-year deal. I think that's a big deal for them. They're going to get some more protection for Russ. Their offensive line was not amazing last year. And also their biggest signing, Mike McGlinchey, five years, $87.5 million is a lot. $50 million guaranteed. The Niners lost him in free agency. That's big for the Niners because Trent Williams is aging, but it's big for the Broncos too because now Russ, if he actually has protection and he is a coach that could be, that could actually put him in the right situation, then that could actually help him maybe get back to what he was in Seattle. And quickly, I just want to go back to something with the Dolphins. Uh, their defense, going back to what I'm saying with how they have Jalen Ramsey now, Xavier Howard, um, on the line they have like Christian Wilkins, they also have Javon Holland. It's now, their, de- their defensive coordinator is also Vic Fangio now, who has proven in his times being a defensive coordinator that he can be really good. So their defense could be a formidable force. Now onto the Raiders. Jimmy Garoppolo. Three years, $67.5 million deal. 34 of it's guaranteed. Garoppolo is, he's a—he's uh, proven that he can win games. He's not the flashiest guy. He will make some mistakes, but he can win. And he has taken the Niners to a Super Bowl. He has brought them to NFC Championships. And Garoppolo, uh, 
there still is a chance that this contract falls through, and I wouldn't be surprised if something weird happens and Garoppolo is the starting quarterback week one for the Niners next year, but the Raiders need a quarterback. They went out in free agency, signed one, because in the draft, their pick seems too low to have a shot at one of those top four guys. And then the Raiders also tagged Josh Jacobs, similar to how the Giants tagged and how the Cowboys tagged like Pollard and Saquon. Daniel Jones, I already talked about it. I really like the contract. It's only, I mean, a lot of its incentives, there's a lot of incentives, $160 million, but Daniel Jones, he could he could be the future. He, I'm not saying he's going to be the best quarterback in the league, but he could be a winner. Like he remi- So far, he, he, he reminds me a little bit of Eli with how he struggled a little bit, that he has a couple of good seasons, but... Just knowing that we have a quarterback locked up and we don't need to, and as a Giants fan, that we don't need to kind of be frantic to find a quarterback, that feels good at least, bringing back Sterling Shepard, which is obviously, I mean, he's coming off the Achilles injury, but he's he's always been a he's always been a solid receiver for us. Uh, now onto the Eagles. They lost Hargrave, they lost TJ Edwards, but they did bring back, they are bringing back Jason Kelsey and they are bringing back Brandon Graham, which are They've been those two guys have been with the Eagles. They were there for their first Super Bowl win back in twenty seventeen with Nick Foles. And then also going back to the for and then Brandon Graham, he's good pass rusher, even though he's older, he could still get it to done. And one thing I did miss was the Chiefs. The Chiefs just signed Jawan Taylor from the Jaguars to a four year deal, eighty million dollars. And that means that they're obviously letting Orlando Brown walk, but the Jags should now be the Jags are not going to be in the market for a tackle, especially after Juwan Taylor, who was going to get a big deal, just got a big deal. Commanders getting they signed Andrew Wiley three years, Nick Gates three years, the Deron Payne who had the franchise tag, but then he got one of the most, the second most paid. He's the second most paid defensive tackle in football behind obviously Aaron Donald, which is big. And Payne is Payne is an all around solid player. And last year he did take that step up, but I mean he still he still is on the same line as Jonathan Allen and Washington. If Chase Young can get back, be healthy, and Montez Sweat can keep doing what he's doing, that line can be pretty scary. Next, the Bears. The Bears fleece the Panthers. This trade, getting DJ Moore, who has always been, he's never been amazing, great. He's always been really good. He's never had the best quarterback play, but. The Bears, it was kind of like, it's kind of like in the movie Draft Day where it's like, kind of, where Kevin Costner kind of like, and I want Putney. It kind of feels like the Panthers didn't need to throw in DJ Moore, but they did. And now the Bears have DJ Moore as the number one. They have Chase Claypool from last year, Darnell Mooney still. They have, they have Justin Fields going to another year. Uh, They also did sign TJ Edwards, which is a big deal. Good linebacker. And... Eberflus year two, uh, the Bears also, um, they're probably going to let David Montgomery walk, but Khalil Herbert proved himself last year that he could be at least a solid back at times, and yeah, the DJ Moore thing, and also just giving up that many picks, it felt, it feels like the Panthers giving up too much, and depending on who they drafted, how that turns out, we'll see, but I don't think, the, I don't think it's a very good trade for them. Now, Lions, they just signed Cam, Cam Sutton. Three years, $33 million deal with $21.5 million included. I mean, guaranteed. So, with that, Cameron Sutton, he's always been a... 
he's never been an alpha, but he's always been like he could be like a nickel guy. You could sub him in to sub packages, and he could play. And alongside Akuda, who took a huge step last year, Akuda's been great. Oruwari could still be a good corner. I thought they were originally going to trade for Ramsey, but obviously they didn't. Now the Packers, obviously, you got Aaron Rodgers. No one really knows what's going on with Aaron Rodgers, even though everyone thinks they do. Like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's either going to... I mean, yes, he's either going to the Jets or retiring, but nobody knows why it's taking this long. Like, the deal, a couple of days ago, I saw there was something out that said the deal was done, but then it wasn't because they never really agreed, and then there wasn't actually a deal in the first place, and it's still Rodgers' decision because the no-trade clause, and I think and I think they're also doing something to try to figure out the contract situation on Rodgers' side because of that huge extension he signed, and now he's just leaving, but it does give opportunity for Jordan Love to step up next year because Rodgers is most likely not going to be a Packer next year. Also, they did they did bring back their all-pro returner, Nixon, which he's it's a returner. It's a it's a one-year deal. It's a, not that much money, but he's a good player. NFC South, Chris Lindrum getting me I I would I think is the largest guard contract in the league right now. Uh Chris Lindrum, huge great guard, one of the best guards in the league. Took a huge step every year. And then five years, $105 million as an extension is huge for them. And it's I think I think Lindstrom is going to be on that Falcons team unless he gets traded, which I don't think he will with this contract for maybe his entire career because he's just – I feel like he's going to keep getting better. They also did – they also did re-sign Lorenzo Carter. And they also agree – and they also – David Onyemata agreed to a three-year deal with them, which I think is another important – part for them because I mean Anyamada Saints he was on the Saints last year and he's always he was always pretty solid defensive lineman. Um but going back to that three years thirty five million dollars it's it's kind of like it's it's not not necessarily the best deal but it's a good deal for what he brings because if he takes that step up he could be he could be a very good player. Uh, and then also, obviously, trading for Johnny Smith. Hopefully, this means that Kyle Pitts is going to run more routes, but we got to wait and see on that. Panthers also stealing from the Saints offensive line, getting shy Tuttle on the close to $20 million, $20 million deal over the span of three years. But they did lose a lot in the trade with the Bears, including DJ Moore. They're going to need to find some receivers that they're going to need to... That they need, uh, they need their quarterback. They need to pick right. There's four guys at the top, and there's a lot of different things. Like at first, it was like Reich likes Reich likes Stroud. Now he likes Richardson, but Tepper likes Young, and there's a whole situation there. Now onto Derek Carr. One thing about Derek Carr's contract is that it is less than Daniel Jones, and I think it should be. Carr's older. Carr hasn't won a Super Bowl. Obviously, he's last year he was he struggled a lot, and the. I mean the the fully guaranteed part the first year is sixty million, which is a lot. But and also his trade does include the no trade clause. A hundred million dollars total or gar- total of the deal is guaranteed, which means that car is gonna be locked up there, it seems, for at least a pretty long time, unless something happens. And then the Saints also brought back Jawan Johnson, which is the twelve million two year twelve million dollar extension. Jawan Johnson get a couple of games where he scored like two plus touchdowns. Did it, he did it multiple times that year, and it's pretty good. Next, I'm um, going to go to the Rams. They obviously traded away Jalen Ramsey. They got Hunter Long. I don't really know what they're trying to do. They really have no picks, and I guess 
they'll just be like, oh, we want to pick, but it is only a third. And now the Niners, big winners, getting Javon Hargrave. Javon Hargrave, one of the best defensive interior defensive linemen in the league, getting the fourth. He's the fourth highest paid interior defensive lineman in the league now. And what Har- Hargrave, who's he's uh, he's close to thirty. For the Eagles, he was a huge part of their pass rush last year that just failed to got some failed to get some hopes in the Super Bowl. But four years, eighty four million dollars feels like a steal. And Hargrave, he's I mean, other than Aaron Donald, obviously, but Aaron Donald didn't play as much last year because he was injured. Hargrave is one of the best, maybe even the best interior defensive lineman when it's in terms of pressure rate and getting to the quarterback. I'm pre- I'm pretty sure Hargrave had 11 sacks last regular season, and for an interior defensive lineman to do that is not as common when compared to an edge rusher, and I think that's why that Hargrave deal is huge. And then the last deal I'm going to talk about is the Geno Smith deal. Three years, $75 million, and Geno did say that he will he will be open to mentoring, but $75 million is a lot of money to give to someone who's just going to mentor a quarterback that you draft. Unless they unless they get like Anthony Richardson, who Gino helps kind of build and mold because Richardson's a very raw prospect. But other than that, I don't see why the Seahawks would really draft the quarterback this year, especially after what Gino did last year and especially with how it's really just them and the Niners in their division as it seems right now because the Rams and Cardinals are kind of in no man's land. But yeah, that's overall those are those are some of the, those are some of the notable things that's happened in free agency. I give um, the Lamar thing still is very weird, and I I think it's weird that teams came out directly and said, "Oh, we're not even going to talk to him." I think that was a little. I, I don't know if it's the word is confusing, but just didn't seem. It feels like there's something else there, but Lamar. You could tell by his attitude. You couldn't tell by his attitude last year, and him not showing up to some of the games last year, including the playoff game, that he doesn't really want to be in Baltimore. But yeah, other than that, thank you for listening. Uh, have a good day.